The devil didn't want this one coming out. So guess what I'm going to do? Release it. Because we're not doing that. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to C Speaks. Where C, I, finally speak out on what God has placed on my heart. Here, a safe space is created where we discuss living for God and its highs and lows. Mental health, holistic health encompassing hormonal health and gut issues. Lifestyle changes as you grow into adulthood. And we get raw and real about love life. We talk about things the Christian community shies away from, such as sex and celibacy, singleness, and how sometimes living for God is extremely hard, and most importantly, living in purpose. This podcast has four different series, Living for God, Navigating Life, What the Health, and Flesh vs. Spirit. All right, so today's episode is gonna be good. It's the first episode of my Living for God series, and we are going to talk about spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare may be something that you've heard of, may not be something that you've heard of, but I'm going to go ahead and explain it if you have never heard of it. So spiritual warfare is what happens when you are warring against spiritual principalities. And this happens in multiple different cases, but because we are not just humans with brains and minds, we have souls, we have spirits, we are constantly in a battle with an enemy who wants to kill you, who wants to kill you. So we have to keep in mind that we are constantly in battle and we must stay ready. Stay ready so you don't gotta get ready. So today we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. And my main goal is to help us recognize when the enemy attacks, why the enemy attacks, how the enemy attacks, and how to win. And when I say enemy, I am referring to the devil. Let's just be very clear. A lot of times we don't realize when we are being attacked. And this is dangerous because if you don't realize you're being attacked, how can you defend yourself? Now, I realized I was being attacked once I realized that I was going through life, going through the motions every day, irritated. I noticed that my workplace, in my workplace, I was feeling anxious. I noticed in my relationship, we were at each other's necks, irritation and just resentful energy in our relationship for literally no reason, no reason at all just irritated, irritated, irritated every day. I thought to myself and I said, well, why would this be happening? Well, I have a relationship where we're putting God first, a relationship where we're looking to get married to honor and glorify God. Of course, the devil doesn't want that to happen. What else am I doing? I'm living out in a prayer right now. I do research at Moffitt Cancer Research Center. This is somewhere that God told me I would be at in 2019. I'm living out a prophecy right now. Of course, the devil wants me to be anxious when I go. So what did I do? I took up my weapons, my good old body, put on the full armor of God and I went to war. I started praying every single day. I started rebuking the enemy. I started praying in tongues. This is not a game. We need to be able to recognize when we're being attacked because a lot of the time we're walking around, we're getting attacked and we're just letting it happen. We're not realizing, oh, well, this is probably why I've been arguing with my wife or my spouse or my partner every single day for no reason because the devil's attacking this relationship because he doesn't want it to honor God. He doesn't want it to glorify God. Oh, this is probably why I'm anxious every day because the devil is putting doubt in my mind about God because he doesn't want me to do what God's called me to do. We can't 
can't have this happening. So today we're going to go over how to recognize when you're being attacked and when the enemy comes to do the attacking, he cannot create anything new. The devil cannot create anything new because he is not the creator. He can only do what he's been doing in scripture. That's why we read scripture to know the plans of the enemy so that we can prepare ourselves so that we can recognize and rebuke it when it does happen. So when does the enemy attack based off of experience? And of course, I'm going to use biblical examples to back up what I'm saying. But based on experience, he comes when you are at your peak, when you're about to do something or go into something great that God's called you to do. That's when he comes. He comes when a blessing is near. He comes when you're about to be sent into the world to change lives. That's when I was getting attacked. I delayed my podcast for three months because I was going through spiritual warfare. It wasn't blatant in my face, but it was spiritual warfare because I was fearful. I was going through a period of angst and fear and doubt and was not showcasing courage, which are all qualities that are not of God. Now I'm going to go into the biblical backup for what I'm saying. Let's talk about Adam and Eve. In Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, God created Adam and Eve. He created Adam first. He said it is not good for man to be alone. So then he created a woman Eve and he put fruit trees, all that good stuff in the garden. And he told Adam, do not eat from this tree. He told both of them, do not eat from this tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat from it or you will die. That's what God said. So in chapter three, here come the devil. Here come the devil. What does he say? Let's look at exactly what he says. He's talking to Eve and he says, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He said, did God really say? He, what did he do? He inflicted doubt. That is his first tactic. The first tactic the enemy ever used in the Bible was inflicting doubt. We start doubting God. We start doubting, oh, did he really say this? Oh, did he really tell me to do that? Or did he really, did he really? What does your word say? What does the truth say? Don't go off of what you're feeling. Don't go off of that emotion of doubt because that's not of God. That is a tactic of the enemy trying to get you off track. So that's one indicator that you're being attacked. When you start doubting God, when you start doubting things he said, when you start doubting the things he said about you. Oh, I'm ugly. Oh, I don't, I don't fit the standard. What does the Bible say? You are made in his image. In this example, the devil spoke directly against God's word. He said, you will not certainly die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What did God say? You will die if you eat this. What did the devil say? Oh, you will not die. So if the devil speaks directly against God's word. Whenever you're feeling less than, whenever you're feeling like anything not said in the word, it is of the enemy. When else does he come? He comes when God is about to use you to do something great or when he's about to send you to impact lives. Let's look at when Jesus was tested in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. This is Matthew 4 verse 1. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, 
man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered to him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. H-A-L-T, Holt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Do not make decisions when you are in any of these positions. You should halt. Do not make decisions based off of your feelings. What was going on with Jesus in this moment? It says in the Bible, he was hungry. So the devil came to tempt him. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. When the devil came and spoke to Eve, where was Adam? Where was Adam? He wasn't there. He was not there because in the couple verses exceeding that one, God speaks out and he says, where are you to Adam? And of course, God being all knowing, he knows exactly where Adam is at. The reason he says, where are you is because he trying to figure out why Adam wasn't right next to Eve where he was supposed to be, where he placed him to be. So Eve was lonely. She was alone when the devil approached tired. I'm sure Jesus was tired after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. I'm sure Jesus was tired. And what happens? The devil comes to tempt him. Angry. Psalms 37, 8. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. Now, when I say do not make decisions in a halt state, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, I mean do not make those decisions in your own strength. Make them using your word, using your tools, using your your tools for battle. Go ahead and use that word. Because when the enemy was coming to Jesus, what was Jesus doing? He was hitting him with the word. He was hitting him with the word. He was hitting him with the word. He wasn't saying, oh, devil, you're making me angry. Da, da, da. Nope. Hitting him with the word. Hitting him with the word. We all need to be more like Jesus, more gangsta, and just hit him with the word. Because when you hit him with the word, what can he say? Nothing. Because that's the truth and that's it. That's it. So we know that we are constantly in war, right? We know that the war is going to be heightened the closer you get to God. So how do you prepare for war? I looked on Google and I searched how to prepare for war. What popped up? was how to prepare for war as a civilian. The first four things that it said was, one, know where to find shelter. Two, know what the warning signs are. Three, stay informed on the situation. And four, have your emergency kits ready. Now, one, know where to find shelter. Where is your home? Where are your roots? Where do you go for your nutrients, your food, your water to nourish your body? Let's look at this in the spiritual realm. The Bible, that is where your roots are to be planted in God, in Jesus. Because when you have strong roots, nothing can take you down. The enemy cannot take you down when you are rooted in Christ. Let's look at an example of when roots were planted firmly on a firm foundation in the Bible. Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. All the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, 
A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, here we see Jesus speaking in a parable. What I received from the parable is that when you are planted in good soil, in good ground, and rooted in Christ, a good foundation, that's when you're able to grow, multiply, and produce. That's where you're able to withstand the weather because... The other plants that grew in the rocky places, as the Bible says, they sprang up quickly, but they were scorched and they withered because they had no strong roots. Now, second, know what the warning signs are. What are the signs that the enemy is attacking you? The doubt, thinking of yourself in ways that are not of Christ, turmoil for no reason, anxiety, depression. These are all warning signs that you're being attacked by the enemy. Stay informed. Three, stay informed on the situation. Know your enemy. Read your word so that you know the tactics. And finally, four, have your emergency kits ready. Get your biblical emergency kit ready. Have that Bible on hand. When the enemy gets to attacking, you start attacking right on back with that word. Gotta get gangster like Jesus and send that word his way. Because once you give him the word, it ain't nothing he can say. Put on that full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand... Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. And this is Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 it's biblical people it's the truth people and we have to put on the armor of god we have to be ready so that we don't have to get ready just stay ready so you don't gotta get ready and i'm not here to just spit bible verses at you and preach at you i'm here to be real with it okay following god is not easy and you may be listening to this and just now starting out maybe listening to this and been in the game for a minute but listen here it's not easy and we go through it too just because you give your life to christ does not mean that your world is going to be easier it might in fact be harder because now the devil sees you as a threat and he's going to try to attack you and take you down but guess what the bible says 
No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And that way out is your word. So we must stay prayed up. We must stay rooted in Christ so that when the weather and the storm does come, we will not yield. We will not fall because we are in Christ and we know his word. We know his truth. We know what he says about us. We don't go off of our own emotions. We go off of the truth that we know. Again, I come to you bearing this news because I've been there and I'm still going to be there. I might not be in a dark place now, but I was on the way to it. I've been through dark places. There was a time in my life where every single day was hard for me to wake up. I was depressed and there was a point where I just no longer wanted to be on this earth. But again, I had community that God sent to me that helped me in that time of spiritual warfare, not only calling me every day to help me wake up. I had a friend who called me every day to help me wake up, praying for me every morning, playing worship music, uplifting me when I was lonely, H-A-L-T, lonely. I was tired of going through the same things every day, but I had a friend who uplifted me in that time. All it takes is one seed. All it takes is one word. Stay strong, stay ready, stay prepared because that day may come when someone might need you to help them. If my friend was never there for me to help me, who knows where I would be if I would be able to help you. And even just a couple weeks ago, I saw myself falling back into that depression and I chose not to. I said, devil, you will not have my mind. I will fight this war. I will fight this whatever I need to do. I will trust in God. I will pray to God and I will bring him my concerns. At the end of the day, it is a choice to choose life, not death. Choose life that the Lord gives us in his spirit. Utilize it and fight. Do not give up because God is there for us. God is there for you and he will not let the devil overtake you. He's already conquered death. He's already conquered the grave. That is why he came here and died for us, died for our sins so that we may live. So choose life. Choose to be ready because if you're not in a storm, you're either in the storm, coming out of the storm, or about to go into one. And I'm not sitting here telling you expect folly, but I am telling you to stay ready. If you're in a good place, if you're close to God, if you want to high right now, stay ready. Guard your mind, guard your heart. We will not let the enemy win. We've already won. If you enjoyed the episode, don't be shy. Give it a rating. It helps me out. Share it with a friend. Connect with me. Talk to me. Give me your thoughts. I have my details in the podcast episode description. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope you have a good rest of your day, evening, night, whenever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you next time.